while we're doing that, we've got a couple of announcements here to highlight a few announcements. First of all, this is not in the partners today, but we again today here in the, for the essential class. But there is, the messages are in the, your bulletin, but I just want to point them out to you. There is going to be a new, a Bible study class on leadership and stewardship uh, in response to some requests for um, a stewardship type Bible study. And there's information in this uh, bulletin handout. I don't you to take time to look at that, and Jimmy Fowler can give you more information. That's coming up real soon. Uh, and we want you to uh, be aware of that. Also, just uh, for a reminder for the children, that wonderful Wednesday is wrapped up this Wednesday with Water Day. So if you will uh, remind all the children of that, if you know, if you have them or if you know something, they're not here. Some of you may know that our Greenville District, uh, Mary Tees, our district superintendent, she retired from, not retired from ministry, but retired from being a district superintendent and is now in the church in Anderson. And we have a new district superintendent who come home at annual conference for our district, Reverend George Howe. And he uh, comes to us from um, uh, the church, I believe, in Aiken. Uh, he, he, there will be a worship event, an installation of him, official installation of his district superintendent. And all the laity are invited to come. This is on Sunday, August the 3rd at 3 p.m. at St. Mark's United Methodist Church. I sure hope that some of y'all will be there and represent us. I haven't had a wedding that day here at, at the Memorial. So I'm hoping some of you like leadership will be there to represent our church. And then one final thing, on August the 24th, which will be here before you know it, we will be welcoming into our congregation officially um, the Truth 107 of the Boys Scouts. Uh, this will be, uh, they will be here participating in both services that day. And there's an announcement there in the bulletin that I, it says the Boy Scouts are coming. So if you could please take time to read that. We, we need some volunteers. It's important for you to know that they are uh, a good large group. It's true with parents. And they're all going to be here that day. And we're going to, uh, in between services, give them some refreshments and tell them stuff about our church. It's just a great opportunity for us to uh, invite some new folks to come and be part of our church. So if you, you just remember that, if you see any scouts or scout families running around that day, to make sure you make them feel welcome. Our scout coordinator here in our church is Alan Smith. Y'all know Alan Smith. And if you have any questions, you can contact Alan. saw Chris Harris today, he wanted me to express this week, and I wanted me to express to you how much he appreciates your prayers and your hearts and your concerns for him. Uh, he is making progress. He is at Peace Rehab Center. Uh, and I want you to remember him and continue to remember him in your prayers. 
want you to can remember Pastor Brenda as she recovers from her surgery on Friday. She's also currently in Greenville.
and where you would help us again to remember we're made in your image. And if you would help us with your Holy Spirit, the indwelling presence of your Holy Spirit, if it will enable us again to see the, the values of life lived in Christ and help us to humble ourselves before you and others so that we might advance your kingdom. We pray this day for all those who are on our prayer list. Uh, we pray for those who uh, are mourning this day. Uh, we lift up those who may be troubled in mind or spirit. We pray for those who have a disease of the body. We pray for those who are recovering from surgery and those who face surgery. Lord, we pray that your everlasting mercy would give them peace, that they would find relief from suffering, and that if it be thy will, they'd be restored. Help them and us to remember that nothing will separate us from your love, and we know that you hear us. We ask these prayers, O Lord, in, in the name of Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Well, I... Uh, most of the journey with me with, in Genesis, Abraham, if you remember, we started, he started his journey. He was in his land, his home, his homeland, with his family. It was a pagan land and pagan worship. He was a part of a pagan family. And uh, the Lord called him forth to come and to go and to go to a place that he would show him. And in faith, Abraham ventured out and he promised him that he would have many offspring. And through those offspring, all the world would be blessed. And so he did as the Lord asked and he, and he followed the Lord and he believed in the Lord and many, many years went by. And last week you heard that after all that waiting, the Lord finally said, you're going to have that first child. And so they were greatly joyed, and it was so much fun. They called him Isaac, which means laughter. And so now we have some years later, and I'm in Genesis 22, verse 1, to give you attention. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Imagine getting that call from God. Early the next morning, Abram did as he was told. He got up, he saddled his donkey, he took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. And when he cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. And on the third day, 
Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. And he said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I'm going over there. We will worship and then we'll come back to you. And Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. And as the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. And when they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He then bound his son Isaac, laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. And Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. And he went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. And so Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we can barely hear that story without feeling emotions, all type of emotions. Help us, oh Lord, to see that you do test our faith. Help us, oh Lord, to see that you will always provide. Help us to understand by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, I think Abraham is one of the most rich uh, st uh, personal stories, episodes in the entire Bible for us learning about faith. And uh, this point in Abraham's life, as I said, uh, God had been molding and shaming Abraham for some 40 years at this point in his life. And I think when we take time to examine this testing of Abraham's faith, we can gain some insight on how we are to live our lives in faithfulness each and every day. And the first thing that I want you to see and understand is this. This is a truth. This is a fact. A life of faithfulness will be tried and tested. A life of faithfulness will be tried and tested. Now there's a difference between testing and temptation. James chapter 1 tells us that temptations come from the wicked desires within us. 
But tests come from the Lord who has a special purpose to fulfill in us. It's part of, it's called building our character. And as we build our character, our hope is built up in our faith. The devil uses temptations to bring out the worst in us. While God uses trials to bring out the best in us. Temptations seem logical, while trials seem very unreasonable. When a test comes in your life, the most important thing you can do is to focus on the promises of God, not search for explanations. Focus on the promises not explanations. Now listen, our faith is not really tested until God asks us to bear what seems unbearable. Do what seems unreasonable and expect what seems impossible. Let me say it one more time. Our faith is not really tested until God asks us to bear what seems unbearable. Do what seems unreasonable and expect what seems impossible. And when God sends a test, a trial, He doesn't always attach an explanation. That's why you should focus on the promise, not explanation. So, if we are to live a life of faithfulness, the first thing we must realize is this life, in this life, we will be tested and we will be tried. Second thing I want you to see. This life of faithfulness that we have all pledged covenant to always requires sacrifice. When Jesus asked His disciples to follow Him, He said, leave everything and follow Me. Throughout Abraham's life, he was called to make sacrifices. Sacrifice his homeland, sacrifice away from his family, sacrifice his old ways and religion, sacrifice a good bit of his time before any promise came true. And then finally, he was asked to sacrifice his one and only son. Now, this point that God is making in Abraham's life, that God makes in all our lives, is not about sacrificing Isaac. The real point is the sacrifice of Abraham. The sacrifice of Abraham's will, the sacrifice of Abraham's wisdom, and the sacrifice of Abraham's ways. Sums up, I think, pretty good succinctly in Proverbs 3 5, which says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. My ways, the Lord says, are not your ways. This was as much about Abraham's willingness to trust the Lord one more time as it was about anything else. In the life of faithfulness,
witness that we all swear allegiance to and say that we want to have requires obedience to God's Word in spite of our feelings, in spite of our opinions, in spite of the circumstances, in spite of the consequences, a life of faithfulness requires obedience to God's Word. It means holding on to God's truth no matter how heavy the burden or how dark the day. And Abraham, despite the difficulty of what was before him, Abraham would not let go of the promises that God had spoken to him that were not yet fulfilled. Think about that. Despite the difficulty of carrying his son to a place for sacrifice. Abraham would just not let go of the promises that God had spoke to him that were not yet fulfilled that his offspring would bring blessings to the earth. It's important to remember another scripture. Hebrews 11.6 says that without faith it's impossible to please God. Somehow Abraham was able to reconcile in his mind Obedience to God's command to sacrifice Isaac and God's faithful fulfillment of His promises that were not yet fulfilled. Here's how the Scriptures said it after the fact when it was written down in Hebrews, which is in the New Testament, many, many, many centuries later. It says this, Hebrews 11, 17, it says, By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. Abraham, who had received the promises, was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. The scripture goes on and says this, Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. And figuratively speaking, he did, for he received Isaac back from certain death. The Bible tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And the Lord revealed himself to Abraham that day on Mount Moriah, which is in Jerusalem. He came to know God as a true source for everything that he would ever need, you see. He learned to see the Lord in a new way. And he forever remembered by declaring that place, this is the place the Lord would provide. This is the place, the source of all our eternal hope. This is the place where the Lord provides. And it's important for us to think that when we go through a season of testing, for us to know down deep in our heart that the Lord will provide. When our month outlasts our money, the Lord will provide. 
When we can't quite see the light at the end of the tunnel, the Lord will provide. When we are troubled on every side, the Lord will provide. You know, the scripture says in 2 Chronicles 16:9, the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth so that he may support those whose heart is his. Friends, expect God's promises to lead to God's provision. That's the final point. But I want to say a couple things about God's provision from faith. We should expect it, but we should not expect it one moment sooner than when we need it. And this is where we oftentimes our faith is lacking. We should expect it when we have a need and not a moment sooner. Second, we should expect it only after we have trusted God's promises and obeyed His instructions in whatever the situation is. When God's work is done God's way, it never lacks God's supply. Now remember, in times of testing, it's easy to think only about your needs and your burdens, but instead focus on the promises of God and how through this testing, glory to God can be brought. Are we asking how I can get out of something? Are we asking what can I get from this? Sufferings in our life are often wasted because we neglect or ignore the lessons found in them. Let me finish with this. Hudson Taylor, who was the founder of the China Inland Mission, had a plaque that he kept hanging on his wall that had two Hebrew words on it. Ebenezer and Jehovah Jireh. Ebenezer and Jehovah Jireh. Now Ebenezer means, here hath the Lord helped us. That's why in the Bible so often you'll see them say that they built an altar of remembrance in this place. And the old hymn says, Here I raise my Ebenezer. It is a, it, this is the place. So we want to remember it. That the Lord has helped us. And Jehovah Jireh says, The Lord will see to it or provide. The Lord will provide. In other words, one looks back in remembrance of what God has done for us. And the other reminds us of God's faithfulness for the future and God's assurances even now in our present. So my friends, living a life of true worship, we will be tried, we will be tested. It will involve cost. It will cause sacrifice. It will require our obedience. And the strength that we need to move forward through it 
is fueled simply by faith in God's promises and our assurance. The rock that we hold on to that gets us through is that the Lord is with us and we're secured by the Lord's own provision. The Lord will provide. On this place, the Lord hath provided. These are words to give you hope and encourage you in the days ahead. Let us respond to the Lord's words to us as we respond in our affirmation. Let us stand and join in our voices and spirits. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is created, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our brother, in life and death, in life beyond death. God is with us. We're not alone. Thanks be to God.
sing with us? Thank you.